Hello, everyone. It's great to be back again. Um, we're back session three. We're now in session three of the Watching to Build series. It's great to have everyone here. I've got Charlie on my right. I've got Coinsola on my left. And I've got Richmond also on my left. Great to have you here today. Um, today, we're going to continue with the series. Um, and we'll be talking about the harmony of hearing and seeing. Um, we're going to take a different format today. Um, the last two sessions, we would talk a bit, share, and then we would practice. We practiced um, listening out so that we could hear, and we practiced looking so that we could see in session two. Now, in this session, one of the things we have planned is we're not going to do that, but what we're going to do is we're going to look at scripture, um, specifically scriptures and two scriptures, one in the New Testament and one in the Old Testament, and then we're going to talk a bit, and then we would look at a couple of questions. I have about eight questions I want us to go through. And these questions would focus on some of the challenges people face when they're trying to listen or when they're trying to look into the spiritual realm and what the Lord is doing. Um, so that's the format for today. Um, um, so it will be a bit more interactive, hopefully. And then let's start with a short prayer. Father Lord, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for today. Thank you for the opportunity to gather in your name, Jesus Christ. We come before you and we ask that you take full control. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence. And Holy Spirit, we ask that you do what only you can do. Amen. Take full control of this session as, as, we're, as we're live now, but also within the groups as they practice, as they discuss, as they go through the material we'll be talking about today. In your mighty name, Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Okay, we jump straight into it. First scripture I wanted us to look at is 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verses 9 to 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 to 13. And <clears throat> background about the scripture, this is Paul writing to the church in Corinth. And um, there are a couple of things that he was trying to address. And then he, 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 he uses um, a verse from the Old Testament from the prophet Isaiah. That is Isaiah 64, verse 4, where Isaiah makes a sort of makes a retort, gives, utters a rhetoric question in Isaiah 64. And then it was rhetoric because he couldn't answer it and he didn't know the answer to it. But then Paul pulls that same scripture up and he begins to answer it, which sets a distinction as to how that scripture should be understood and applied as a child of God under the new dispensation of Christ. Um, so yeah, I'll start reading from verse 9. I'll be reading from the LITV. According as it has been written, Eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, nor has it risen up into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. Isaiah 64, 4, verse 10. But God revealed them to us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. Verse 11. For who among men knows the things of a man except the Spirit of a man within him? So also no one has known the things of God except the Spirit of God. Verse 12, but we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit from God, so that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God, which things we also speak, not in words taught in human wisdom, but in words taught of the Holy Spirit, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. And that's the portion of scripture we'll be reading. Um, and one of the things I wanted us to do here is, you know, like I said, Isaiah 64.4, I've heard that in so many prayer groups. I has not seen, ear has not heard the things God has planned for us, nor has it entered into the heart of men. You know, one thing that is common with both, with the scripture there is, 
there's a reference to what can be seen and what can be heard. And also in addition to what comes into the heart of people. So Isaiah understood those three elements and how the heart sees and the heart hears, which is interesting. Um, but also he ties that to love, which God has prepared for those that love him. And he didn't have a full understanding of how that could be known. But Paul answers that and tells us how, you know, but God revealed them to us by his spirit, right? So that means what Isaiah couldn't know in the old dispensation, we can know in this new dispensation. In addition, Paul centers his response around the Holy Spirit, a relationship with the Holy Spirit, how the Spirit understands the depths of God. Um, and he references men and, you know, but he says, you know, he, he likens this Spirit, the Holy Spirit that he's talking about in verse 12, you know. I love the way Paul puts it there. But we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit from God, so that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God, you know which things we also speak, not in words taught in human wisdom, but in words taught of the Holy Spirit, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. So, you know, it's very interesting that it's the Holy Spirit that gives us these things freely. But we've got to access the Holy Spirit. We've got to spend time with the Holy Spirit. You know, the beauty about the harmony and, you know, what I was trying to highlight earlier on and what I want to highlight now is the reason why the first two sessions we distinguished between hearing and seeing was, I know there's an overlap, but it's important for people to know, because people to know which one is which. Those are the two main things in terms of engaging in the spirit. There are other things that happen, you know, and all of that, but people tend to either lean towards one or the other. So some people naturally have a, they, they have a dispensation, or sorry, they have a disposition to hear more. So, you know, they're better at hearing, they hear better, just even in the physical or in the spiritual. Some people that are more visual people, picture-oriented. So for them, when they understand things, they understand it in pictures, you know. So they already have a slight lean towards seeing more than hearing. Now, by distinguishing them, we highlight both types, but also, there's also an overlap. And I believe the reason why it's important is because we're comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. So once you begin to access things in the spiritual realm, whatever God is revealing through the Holy Spirit, the only way you can understand it is by comparing it to spiritual things. So if you only have a lean towards seeing, there might be some spiritual things that you have to compare from hearing. And if you don't build that up also, right, there's some challenges. Now, those challenges are normal as we grow in the Lord, but I think it was just important to highlight that. I'll pause for a second because I want to hear what people are thinking about the scripture. Um, any thoughts come to mind as we read, please feel free to share. It's an interactive session. But um, yeah, would anyone like to say it? Richmond, Kanisala, Charlie? Okay. It's all right. We, we continue. That's also fine. And, but like I was saying, I, that scripture was really brought to the fore, and I brought it to the fore just because of the context in which Paul is talking about it. You know, that the Holy Spirit will allow us to see, will allow us to hear. You understand? Will allow us to know the things God has prepared for us, right? And that is so important because the reason why this series is, has been important in terms of watching to build is for the things we need that God is revealing, it's going to come from a place of intimacy. That's, that's the goal of all of it. It's coming from a place of intimacy. And in a place of intimacy, 
as we spend time in scripture, we spend time communing with the Holy Spirit, as we pray, which is very important, you know, as we do all these elements that are required to build us up in the most holy faith is part of what makes that relationship so intimate is the things we hear and the things we see, you know, the things the Holy Spirit is sharing with us. So, for example, you know, our next scripture, which is Genesis 18, which we're going to read 18 verses 1 to 19, you know, it's so amazing that how, I think we're probably jumping into that straight away. Sorry, excuse me. You know, I've always wondered how was Abraham, how did Abraham notice the Lord and the two angels that came? Do you understand? Like he saw three men walking and somewhere in his heart, he knew that's my Lord. And the Bible says he ran to meet them. So it's not like they were calling his name. The Bible doesn't tell us they were calling his name from afar. But to a certain extent, you know, as he was at the door, he was looking. He was, his spirit was sensitive, you know. They got into a point where his spirit could, was so sensitive that he was able to pick things up. And I jump into that story and I want to jump back to what we're talking about is the way the spirit of God reveals things to us is from a place of sensitivity, of focus. So when we're talking about listening in session one is to help us focus our ability to hear in the spirit. When we spoke about looking in session two, to help focus our ability to see. Because over time, in Abraham's journey, he got to the point where he could distinguish human beings from spiritual beings. You know, because the Bible says they were not in the spirit, right? They were physically walking. But somehow, heaven met with earth and he recognized it. He was sensitive enough to recognize that this is my Lord. I'm always amazed by that scripture because I'm wondering, I've played that scripture in my mind over and over and over. And I'll read the verse here. Genesis 18, right? Verse 1. So I'll be reading Genesis 18 verses 1 to 19. And what's interesting, it says, it starts with, And Jehovah appeared to him by the oaks of Mamre. And he was sitting at the door of the tent in the heat of the day. Verse 2. And he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, three men were standing by him. And he saw, and he ran to meet them from the entrance of the tent. And he bowed to the ground. Verse 3, and he said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, I beg you, do not leave from near your servant. Verse 4, please allow a little water to be taken, and you wash your feet, and rest under the tree. Verse 5, and I will bring a bite of bread and will sustain your heart. Then you may pass on, for this is why you have passed over to your servant. And they said, do so as you have said. So we stop there at verse 5. And just reiterating the point, he looked and he saw. You know, he had built his relationship with the Lord to a point where he was sensitive enough to see, sensitive enough to hear. We know that they were not spiritual, I mean, we know they were heavenly beings, but there was a physical encounter because he says, let me bring water to wash your feet and he's going to prepare some food for them. So it was a physical experience also, you know. And um, there are overlaps and that's why we're talking about the harmony of hearing and seeing. As we grow in the Lord, sometimes it starts with one channel, like I said, that we lean towards. But as time goes, God wants to actually expand our ability to hear and to perceive him. He wants to expand our sensitivity because for him, expanding that sensitivity is so key to the Lord. Um, why is it so important? 
it's so important because there are many dimensions and channels in which, with which the Lord speaks. I'll speak for myself. As I was growing in my journey with the Lord, I think I started hearing, first of all. That's why I say hearing. And the reason I focused more on my hearing was because I used to say a lot of evil stuff, so I just didn't, I just couldn't rely on what I saw. Yeah. So I focused more on, let me hear this one, at least I can, you know, I spent a lot of time in the Word, you know, read the Word a lot, I read the Word a lot, I, I mean, I read the Word a lot, commentaries, dictionaries, Hebrew, I, I read the Word a lot. And I, I always tell people that even though we haven't had the time to go into through all the materials needed, because hearing and seeing is such a vast thing in intimacy, but, you know, the Word is so important. You've got to read the Word. You've got to spend time in the Word. There's no substitute. You've got to. And as you hear and see, the Lord also makes the Word come alive. Because, you know, and I'm sure Charlie has a lot to say about meditation, because I know you've been talking a lot about meditation. But there's a lot that meditation will help you do to access depths of the Word um, that exists. But like I was saying, I leaned towards hearing more because that's the only thing I felt I could trust because I saw all kinds of things and my imagination is phenomenal, right? So the more I tried hearing, you know, I got to a point where as I was hearing, I used to hear and read the Bible, confirm with the word. I realized at some point I was not hearing like I used to hear. And I thought I did something wrong, you know. I thought I made a mistake. I thought it was sin, you know. But it took me a while as I spoke to some people that were in the faith longer than I have to realize that, oh, Maybe the Lord wants to talk to you in a different way. I was like, oh, really? Oh, okay. And then I began to see. <laughs> but now because there was a foundation of the word, which is helpful, you know, I, I, honestly, I was terrified. When I began to see things, I was so scared. I really was scared because I literally thought I was losing my mind. Yeah. Many times I'll be pinching myself. <laughs> okay, we're here. You know, I've seen all sorts of things in dreams, in visions, and my eyes will be open, you know. Sometimes I feel presences walk past me in my house. I, 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 it's like the window was just open in such a massive way that for a long time I couldn't tell people because I was like, man, they're going to think I'm mad. But, you know, I'm saying that because when we read that story of Abraham, mm -hmm. he could perceive, you know. As we grow closer to the Lord, the Lord wants us to be able to perceive him however he's choosing to engage with us. You know, when we start on that journey, he engages with us in specific ways that we can handle, we can manage. Mm. The deeper we go, he wants to increase it. The challenge is many people don't want to leave the comfort. So some people, oh, God only speaks to me through dreams. I'm like, that's fine. There's a season he speaks to you through dreams. and That's okay, it's not bad. And he probably will speak to you through them again, but he needs to expand your heart to perceive the spiritual realm in all the forms he wants to speak. Mm. So... I want to pause there for a second and I want to I want to hear people's thoughts. I want you to comment. Whoever would like to go first, please feel free. I I I like that you, you talked about looking yes. and seeing and then listening and hearing. Now for me, I think listening and hearing does a lot for me. Mm -hmm. Because I mean many of us look. Yes. We're not really seeing or yes. we're seeing the the things the physical eyes want yes. to see. Yes. But when we listen, yes. we, we tend to, to use all our sensory organs to really listen, to go deep. We tend, we tend to calm our souls. Yes. And I notice these days, you know, mm -hmm. when I'm meditating, yes. uh, just, we're just cracking a joke before the show started with uh, Sparkles. She was mentioning 
about you know a, a program she'd watched where called manifest and they were you know they were sort of like they were manifesting the voices were manifesting mm -hmm. and it, it's that's the way I see God talking to me these days when I sit down and I open my Bible and I, I pick a word and the word just leaps out of the of the of the passage and then I'm ruminating over that word you know I I am like practicing the, the art of meditation and as I as I, okay, for example, when I was telling you, I picked an award in Isaiah 11, yes. verse, two, verse 2, and it was telling me the, the life-giving spirit of God hovers over me. Mm. And I stayed on that word. Mm. Anytime I tried to move beyond that word, mm. I just felt this urge to stay on it. Yes. Now, that urge you feel, that's the spirit of God. Yes. You know, you, you, we, we, we sometimes want to hear God you know, speak out vocally, like almost like a Samuel experience or like a, a Moses in the burning bush. But God comes to people at different times. For me, I knew God wanted me to learn the art of listening because I talk and sometimes I'm not talking to listen to the other person. So God had to teach me the art of sitting down to listen. And when I tried to move beyond that, that verse, the Spirit said, go back. Now, go from the Spirit of God will rest upon you. Now, go check it out on you know, with using the, the message version or the amplified, um, um, what do you call the, 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 the amplified classic. And I went there and I, I saw it in a different way. And it said, the spirit of God hovers over you. Mm -hmm. Now, it was now telling me, as I ruminate over that word, hovers, I begin to see things come. The spirit of God begins to illuminate things in your life. Mm -hmm. That, And then I move, I move from there, finally I get to the verse that it says, the spirit that gives you direction and you know, build your strength. And I'm dwelling on that and I'm like, you know, I'm expecting strength to like sort of fall on me like it fell on Samson. How is mm. God going to build my strength? And then the Lord starts highlighting things that I eat daily that takes away my strength, that makes me tired at night. And I hear clearly him telling me, cut down on your fast food. Cut down on the cakes you like so much. You started a diet. Now you see how you're, you're, you no longer wake up tired in the morning. That's, and then the spirit tells me my, your body speaks to you. So I, I'm beginning to listen. And it doesn't come to me audibly. But all of a sudden it's like an epiphany. I just, I just understand something. I just comprehend that a part of my life needs you know, to be examined. So I just needed to point that out. Thank you very much, Charlie. Th those are fantastic examples. And I love the way you brought it home with the practical examples of how the Lord is speaking. And I think, thanks, thank you very much for sharing that because I think sometimes, you know, when we talk about hearing the voice of hearing God or seeing what God is doing, sometimes we, we like to, you know, we're waiting for this spiritual dust, you know, to descend or we see fire. Now, it doesn't mean those things can't happen. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, and I think I need to emphasize this point, it is the Lord who determines what he wants to say, when he wants to say it, and how he wants to say it. The king spirits. Sorry? He's the king spirit, father of all spirits. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, he determines it, and our job is to ensure that our hearts are prepared to the point. And that's what this intimacy and being able to listen and hear helps us do. It propels us forward so that our hearts and spirit is perceiving more, building our spiritual senses. So if the Lord says he wants to use a vision, fine. I mean, myself and Richmond, we were talking earlier on, and you mentioned Peter, right? Peter was hungry. They were making food downstairs. Mm -hmm. He goes upstairs, oh, let me go relax, fresh air, cool this grumbling in my stomach, you know? And as he's there, 
open vision. He sees a white cloth descend, you know, and he sees all types of meat. You know, in Nigerian palace, we call it protein. <laughs> but he sees all types of meat and, you know, a voice tells him, kill and eat. Do you understand? And he begins to, so just from, you know, the Lord can trigger, uses anything. Your job is to be sensitive enough to pick it up. And what we're highlighting, you know, with the watching to build that, we all agree that the Lord is building something new, right? We've heard the scriptures, we've got the word at the beginning of the year, is the year of kingdom builders. And the reason why we have to watch is to be watching really, is to actively listen, to see what the Lord is showing, how he wants to show it, when he's showing it. So if you go to bed at 12, he can decide, you know what, I feel like talking at 12.35 a.m. Lord, I have work tomorrow morning. This is the right time for me to talk. And it doesn't mean the Lord, and I'm not trying to paint a picture that the Lord isn't considerate, is because we don't understand what is happening in the spiritual realm, what is happening tomorrow. He has factored everything that we can't even understand and says, this is the time that this needs to be delivered into your, your spirit. It's uncomfortable. It's breaking your routine, but it's essential that you receive it at this point in time. So, I want to pause again. Yes. Um, that's what you just um, concluded with, you know, so interesting because something similar um, happened to me okay. um, two nights ago. Okay. So, um, since after um, the fasting and prayer in Paris, I told myself I was going to continue with the 3 a.m. prayers. Yeah. Okay. So, I've been doing that um, on my own. And um, two nights ago, I was like, okay, so let me go to bed so I can wake up by 3 a.m. And I think I went to bed around 11 p.m. And I was like, okay, 3 a.m., I'll wake up, pray. And then meditate and yeah, all that. Yes. And then, I, you know, I had it all arranged and all that. So I, I slept and it was barely an hour later. I just, I, I had, while I was sleeping, I had a dream and I woke up and I was like, okay. And I felt, I woke up praying in, in tongues and I felt like, okay, you need to pray into that. You need to pray into what you just, it, was, it wasn't, it was a scary kind of dream about my family and you need to pray into that. You need to pray. So I started praying, I started praying. And as I was praying, I was like, I now looked at, I picked up my phone, I looked at the time, I was like, cut up our of like, we're supposed to pray by three, like, <laughs> really. And then, say, so, yeah, praying now, keep mm. praying. And so I was like, okay, so I, you know, it took some time for the momentum to, uh, you know, pick up, but I kept on praying. And then I just felt in my spirit, like, this is the time that is allotted for today's own. Mm. And like, it's not 3 a.m., this is the time for today's own. So mm. I, I, I completed the prayer for about an hour um, or more. And then I felt a bit of relief. When I felt a bit of ease in my spirit, I slept. And of course, I didn't wake up at 3 a.m. <laughs> but, you know, it was just like so, um, ju just to connect to what you said, you know, yes. it was so interesting to me when I woke up. And I thought about it I was like God you have just a great sense of humor like yes. you think it's by 3 a.m. every day no I'm going to come at any time uh, yes, and yes. then you know um, what you said earlier also about sometimes and it links to that too you know putting God in a kind of um, straight jacket you know we, we need to always be sensitive to what God is doing and how he's speaking or showing us things at different times and also um, you know we're all at different levels in our um, spiritual growth yes. journey so um, I remember that you know growing up I never used to I come from a very kind of um, strict spiritual background and that strict spiritual background it was it, it, we were exposed to a lot of spiritual things but it was more like laced with a lot of African hierarchy too mm -hmm. so you there was nothing like uh, Samuel came to say the Lord spoke to me. Like, really, you are, 
we have apostles <laughs> in the realm. Like, so um, the best you could have was like, okay, you could come and say, I had a dream. Mm. So I used to have a lot of dreams and all that, but you can't even say um, God spoke to me that. Sounded strange. Some God, what's God has not told your father? What's he telling you? <laughs> so I, 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 and we used to find, we used to try to get um, what God, God's opinion or view on certain issues by going to men of God. Like, what is so I grew up with that, and it, it was kind of difficult for me to break free from that until mm. a couple of years ago. I remember that, you know, I started pressing into prayer more. And it wasn't really about wanting to even, it was just because I, I, I was growing in intimacy with God. I started learning about intimacy and all that. So I, I was pressing into prayer. And I initially, I used to have a lot of dreams. I would sleep, I would have dreams and all that. So I remember 2020, I think it was 2020, January, I, I started a 30-day fasting and prayer. I went on social media, cut down everything, uninstalled my WhatsApp, and I'm, like, I'm tuned to God, spiritual media. Bah. So and I, I remember that after about 20 or so days, I know I had one dream. I didn't see anything. Ah, so my staff came to see me and I was like, ah, normally at this time, a home video, I would have been seeing things. What was going yeah. on? I was like, ah, this is unlike me. So um, that night, my staff and I prayed and then went to bed. And I remember I woke up in the morning and something just dropped in my spirit. And it was, is this the kind of fast I have ordered? Ah, I was like, that was the first time I would hear God that way. And it wasn't like a, an audible voice, but it was in my spirit. That was the first time. And I was like, ah, what's that? So I Googled it, and I went to read the old chapter, and I was like, I read the old chapter, Isaiah, I was like, eh, I don't cheat. And I said, God, am I cheating people? But <laughs> well, you know, the fact that I even heard that, you know, I was like, wow. So I kept on, you know, praying about it. Like, God, if I'm cheating people at place of work, forgive me, oh. Is this the kind of fast? Hey, God, please, oh. You know, I just continued that way. But it, it took about four months before I understood that. Mm. That it was about a love walk with God. That's right. And it, it was in retrospect, because God took me on a journey. I read the whole of um, Ephesians, um, Colossians, Galatians. Before I understood that he was talking about love, you know, mm. it wasn't... It, 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 it wasn't an activity. That's right. It's about love, loving yes. God and loving people. Yes. So, and after then, I, I found out that that ch particular channel of hearing from God became opened up. Mm. And even dreams and visions kind of like, you know, stick down. down a bit. I still have them, but now I hear, I hear God more. Impressions mm. in my heart, you know, mm. and was really loving but now i think i'm ready for another, <laughs> another level. now i want the level of like how um like what um um daniel said you know to be seeing things yeah. <laughs> so that, that's yeah. just thank you very thank you very much Commissioner, for sharing that i really appreciate that because you just exemplified what we we're talking about where god you're used to god speaking to you one channel and he switches to another now the channels there are many he can use to speak to you through and we, we mentioned a few, but I wanted to hear from Richman. You wanted to say something, I know. Okay. Um, yeah. in, you know, when you were reading the, the scripture in Genesis yeah. 13, so uh, I, I could easily link Genesis it to... Genesis 18. 18. Genesis 18. 18. Sorry. Genesis 18. Sorry. I could easily link it with um, Hebrew 13. Mm -hmm. That's the reason why I called Genesis 13. Yeah. So um, it was... You know, Hebrew 13, I don't know if it's written by Apostle Paul, but Apostle Paul was, let me just use the word, the writer wrote it in respect that, um, or he was saying rather that we don't know while attending to strangers, we could have, you know, 
peradventure attended to angels. So, uh, but, for, but for Abraham in Genesis 18, it was beyond just doing a good work. He has what is called discernment, and it was very strong. Because he, he didn't just see, like every other person, I believe the servant also, they saw. Yes. They, they, looked. they looked and they perhaps just saw him as, or saw those people like, just normal strangers, you know. Of course, you could identify strangers in those days because probably they will not put on your, your attire or they are not having your intonation. or So they just saw them as strangers. But beyond that, he could discern that this is still funny. God appearing in the likeness of men. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Joshua had an encounter with mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Same alike. And then he said, are you for us for or us against us? us? Yeah. Same sight, same appearance. Mm-hmm. But the discernment was low. Mm-hmm. And there God was telling him, see, you are either for me. <laughs> because I'm neither for you mm-hmm. nor against you. You should you be the one to align with me. Correct. So your discernment, you know, it's, it's not just what we see. Sometimes we see things and we misinterpret them. Um, Jesus Christ in, in um, Transfiguration, the month of Transfiguration, Peter saw, but somehow he misinterpreted it. And he said, let's camp here, let's camp here. Okay, let's have three camps. One for Moses, Jesus, and Elijah. That would have caused another, you know, big time error. Because some persons would have been like, Oh, we, we are the Elijah supporters. Oh, we are the Moses followers. Mm-hmm. Permit us to do things according to the law. <laughs> yes. so, so a voice had to, you know, come to bring correction. Hear ye him. The, this person, the, what you're seeing here, it doesn't matter. Your sight alone, you must have, you know, it's like, okay, let's put it this way. Um, growing up, I used to see this India and Chinese movie. Mm-hmm. And you know you're just watching movie. You're actually not Indian knowing. Yeah, so you, you actually don't know what is happening. Like you're you're not hearing them, so they are speaking their language most times, and then you're just you're just trying to use your imagination to couple the story. So, but then it, it is when you get the audio now, when there is audio attached to that part that you understand. That is when you now begin to know. Oh, this vision, this is what it actually means. So the Lord had to bring audio to that vision, that video that Peter was seeing. That's because right. Peter had already misinterpreted it. He had his own, oh, this is what we have to do. Okay, Transfiguration, Peter was even saying, ah, I can't eat this. Adim, uh, sorry, Transfiguration, no. Peter was saying, let's, let's build Tabernacles. <laughs> then on, on the vision, the, the vision in Acts um, 10, he was saying, ah, I, I can't eat this. God is telling you to eat. He said, no, no, I'm a Jewish. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Jewish man. I know, I know the tradition more. I can't. So an audio had to come in. Like, doubting nothing, arise. There are men outside, but doubting nothing, arise and follow them. So it, sometimes, you know, that discernment, it's, it comes when we don't box the Lord. When we permit him to, you know, like you were saying something, Elara, and same thing you said, it was... Um, when you, when you mentioned epiphany, uh, it's like an inward knowing. You don't know how you know these things, mm-hmm. but you know. I remember I went out one time for evangelism, and so I was trying to settle a case on my phone. My friend was the one evangelizing, you know, preaching to the person. And I was so he felt I wasn't serious. At, but the case, what I was doing was actually something very serious. It's 
has to do with we needed intercession urgently. So the person was sharing um, like an urgent case with me. Something that has to do with health also. So I was trying to, you know, put faith to the person that don't worry, everything will be fine and all. And he thought I wasn't like the thing we came for, I wasn't focusing. But as I moved closer to the man, I just knew. I don't know how I got to know. I said, um, so, so I just knew and I started telling him, um, you had issue with social person. Who is, I was even calling names, like, who is this person to you? I'm like, oh, um, I said, the reason why you are suffering now is because you had issue with this person. Of course, my friend didn't panic because he somehow operates in, yes. So, but I was just sharing those things. Someone would think, I probably had a vision. Or, no, I, I, I just know. It's a knowing from just inside. And you are so sure that, okay. A practical example was someone took us somewhere and a bike guy and he took us the wrong path. So he actually made mistake. He was not claiming that he didn't know. But somehow I knew. And I told my friend, this guy is lying. And he said, no, rich man, calm down, calm down. I said, no, this guy is lying. I said, bros, I can tell you that you are, I, I can, I'm so sure. Like, if you take me anywhere, I will tell you I'm so sure that you knew that this thing you did now, it's not like an error. You knew. And then I kept going, I said, I am going to climb back. So you knew. But how did I get to know that it's just a knowing from inside? Thank you very much, Richman, because, you know, You've added some more context to what we're saying because these are some of the things that intimacy is building and why listening, looking, hearing from listening, seeing from looking is so important. It enriches that part. And, you know, like we heard in Perusia, is our spiritual senses are getting built up in ways that you don't even know. You know, the gifts of the Spirit operating, the Holy Spirit operating, and even the seven spirits of God, like you said. Um, and it's so important because I think the next thing I wanted to highlight in this harmony is... All of this is geared towards intimacy. Yeah. That's all this is. It's not so that we can say, oh, I see, or oh, I hear, oh, I've got angelic visitation. That's, mm. Those are tools towards a particular objective. It's like a learning of the Spirit. It's a learn, that, that's literally what it is. You know, the Bible says, um, Proverbs 25, 2, you know, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. It's the honor of kings to search it out. So the matter he conceives, he will first give you that this is what is possible. I mean, when we come to the Lord, you hear people, when they just give their lives, they perform supernatural miracles. Yeah. When they just give, and they're doing stuff, and like, wow. And he's lulling you, like, this is what is possible. Yeah. This is, then suddenly you're feeling like, ah, what happened? Like, yeah. ah, I can't, ah, no. I, no, no, no. If you're in the wrong setting, they'll tell you sin, or you don't have holiness, or right. No, it's the Lord is saying, I want you to come on a journey mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. This is what is possible. These are the things that you've already tasted it. In fact, Daniel, you, you know when you read um, the part where eyes have not seen and yes. ears have not heard? Yes. yes. I once had this, this scene. Yes. And I was praying and I saw something happen that was about to happen. Yes. And I saw it clearly. And so it prepared me. It's only happened once in my life. Yes. Where I see the color of the dress the person was wearing, the car, the time, and what the person, I, in fact, what played out, God played it out before it happened. Mm. So I was prepared. Mm. Now, eyes have not seen, nor ears heard. Yes. I saw, 
but I saw through my spirit. Yes. I, 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 I saw and I was, I was stunned and, and then I was shocked and then I ran because mm. I was like, I wasn't even going deep with God and I mm. saw, mm. you understand? I was afraid of, of coming closer. Yes. It scared me because God was trying to tell me that that part where you said, oh, this is just a little bit, you know, yes. some people start performing miracles immediately. Yes. I, when that happened to me, instead of me to come closer, it scared me because I was like, if, I, if I'm not this serious and I could see what happened mm -hmm, here, mm -hmm. maybe that was God trying to tell me, listen, if you work with me, I have some expository to, you know, a lot of things to, to show you about your life, about your business, about your family. Yes. And I'm beginning to realize that even, even sitting in this, in this um, uh, what would I call this now? We like to say talk show. Yeah. <laughs> session, in this session. I, I told the, the Holy Spirit, I'm coming here and I'm, I'm, I'm nervous. Mm. But I don't want to speak as Charlie I would speak. Yes. I want to speak from what you would want me to say. Yes. So put your words in my mouth. Yeah. Let what I'm saying be applied to what has been happening in my life. Yes. I want it to be an experience. I want to share what you're telling me. Yes. And and that's what he's doing. Yes. My nerves have flown through the window, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm ready to, you know, but I, I mean, just kidding. But yes. the, the point is, with each, each day, like I always say, the, the, the food he gives you for yesterday should, should not be what you are going to use to go through the week. Because he has something planned for you today. Don't, don't think because he's giving it to you yesterday, you don't need to listen today. Because as far as you're listening to God, He's giving. That means as far as you're expectant, that's the word. You're mm -hmm. expectant to receive. He's yes. going to give you daily. Yes. So the way we, 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 we eat, the way we eat food, daily food, is the way God wants us to eat from him daily. Yes. But sometimes we feel that because God has given us or shown us some riches yesterday, mm -hmm. if we come to him again, it will be too much. But he has a banquet just waiting for us to come and he would walk with us. He's hovering over us. So if we come to him, he's there. And, and, he, and he'll drop some insight, you know, in knowing, like he said. And you will know that this is what you ought to do. Yeah. Thank you very much, Charlie, because which leads me to the next thing I want to talk about. Because, you know, I, I just, we've been talking, the title is today is The Harmony of Hearing and Seeing. And like we said, the purpose of all of this is to draw us closer. Mm. It is the Watch to Build series, but it's almost like for us to watch what the Lord wants to build, we need to draw even closer. That is it in, in a nutshell. He wants us to draw closer, draw even closer. And I just want to mention seven things, and I, I know we've shared it before, on this journey of discipleship, because really the journey of intimacy is a journey of discipleship, right? And is he wants to keep drawing us closer. I mean, we see through the disciples, you know, and their journey, you know, I love a fantastic scripture that Peter, I think it's in Second Peter 3, his last chapter, I think verse, four, we're not going to open it though, okay. I'm just mentioning Second Peter 3, I think 14 to 17, somewhere along those lines, where Peter talks about Brother Paul, and he says that the things Brother Paul talks about, they're tough. They're <laughs> <laughs> he says they're hard. They're hard yeah. things. He says, but they're true. Hmm. It says, many of you do not understand. It says, you do not understand these things. And the reason why you don't understand these things is like, because you also do not understand the basics. Mm. The foundation. The foundation. You know, and we're coming to some of these things. Yes, a lot of us know how yeah. to listen. You want me to read it out? Please, feel free to read it out. Um, 
second Peter 3, uh, verse 17. Let me change from 16. Okay. 14 to 16. Okay, 14 to 16. Let me see. I think it's somewhere 16. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. 15 okay. and 16. Yeah, is it 15? Yes. Okay. Um, just read it out if you're there. Okay. Mm. And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. Mm -hmm. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him. Yes. Mm -hmm. Speaking of these things in all of his letters, some of his comments are hard, hard to, to understand. understand. <laughs> and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different, mm -hmm. just as they do with other parts of scripture. And this will result in their destruction. Mm -hmm. Full stop. You know, and you know, it's, it's, it's you know, Peter recommends, this is Apostle Peter, right? Mm -hmm. Saying that there's been a progression in the revelation that God has revealed from when he came to us as apostles to Paul coming to the Lord. It says the wisdom of God. The, Peter understood that the, the progressive revelation that Paul received mm. was considered the wisdom of God. Mm. And that's a reference to Isaiah 11, mm. the spirit of wisdom, isn't it? Yeah. Right? Spirit of understanding. You yeah. know, with that, it's like there's a depth that as you keep walking with the Lord, even me and Peter, I'm hearing these things, Brother Paul is right, and I'm like, wow. But it's like, my spirit, the Spirit of God in me is resonating. Mm, That's mm, correct. Yeah. You understand? Mm. And it's from that place of intimacy does the watching. So the, the harmony of, of hearing and seeing is intimacy with the Holy Spirit. That's the harmony. And there are multiple channels. You know, I, I want to just read something quickly. It says, I wrote here, in hearing and or seeing what the Lord is revealing in audio or visuals, like you said, Richmond, there are many channels the Lord can use and wants to use. Naturally, every individual leans to one or more channels through which they can hear and or see. The beauty of the plan of the Lord is that he wants to ensure he builds a robustness to our perception and sensitivity through a myriad of channels. As always, the Lord determines when he wants to reveal how he wants to reveal, and what he wants to reveal. It is our responsibility to develop our relationship with him and the Holy Spirit through our spiritual senses. Mm. You know? And the reason why I just wanted to coin that is once we look at it as there are numerous channels the Lord is revealing things through, which when I see you're getting something, eh? it's okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, once, 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 once we understand that he's trying to increase our perception through these multiple channels, mm -hmm. right? So yesterday as I was preparing this, you know, I kind of have my notes. The Lord had told me what he wanted to talk about, but every, the day before we do, I, I teach or whatever, mm -hmm. I always, even though God has told me what I'm talking about, even if I've written all that, I come, I open my laptop, I'm like, okay, Lord, I know you've already said this is what you want to talk about, but you know, I'm here, it's open. Have you, is there anything you want to add? And sometimes it's like, scrap that. <laughs> it's like, delete that, add this, you know? And so sometimes, I, I'm, when I come up with something, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, Lord, this thing is a lot too. Lord, this thing does not follow. It's like, who are you listening? And I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just saying, Lord, don't be upset. But the point is that multi-dimensional and multi, if we use the word, just let's take the word of God mm. as a channel that the Lord speaks through, mm. which we know is correct. The word of God is multi-dimensional and it has multiple expressions. Just the word of God. And the whole purpose of the word of God is to lead to a person, Jesus Christ. Mm. Because we know that he's the word. So all the multiple dimensions that, you know, 
You meditate on the word, you know, the spirit of God bringing it to understanding, you know, using the word to still your heart. All the multiple expressions that we use the word for, all of it, the multiple dimensions, everything is centered towards converging at one point. The word as a person. And once you see that, you begin to understand that all the multiple channels that he wants us to be, he's opening our spiritual gates to, mm-hmm. you know, discernment, having discernment of spiritual being, all the gifts of the spirit, the, 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 the seven spirits of God, mm-hmm. they're all towards yeah. one objective, the person of Jesus, to be transformed into his image, you know. And it's so important, you understand, because same thing is the multiple dimensions and multiple expressions in the spiritual realm, mm-hmm. do you understand? They lead to the person of the Holy Spirit. Is so when people I tell people I'm like, listen, the beauty about the spiritual realm is sometimes I tell people like one day God taught me this many years ago. I saw somebody who was was having mental issues, and they were having discussions, and they'd stand up, they'd do, you know. Sometimes they would shout at someone, you know. And I was watching, and like you know, people were like ah, you know. And as I was watching, the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, you know that that guy is seeing something, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? He said, yeah. I mean, I suspect he's seeing something, Lord, whether he's stable or not. He says, he's engaging in the realm. He's seeing things that most people cannot see. He said, the challenge is this. He has not matured into the place to engage in the spiritual realm to see according to how I want things to be revealed. So that means there's a place where we, as children of God, can try to force things in our immaturity. Yeah. But God is like, let me go through this journey with mm, me. It's a I'm taking yeah. yes, there's a process of what I'm developing, you know. I remember I read and I, this is just going off a bit. I remember I read God Chasers mm. by Tommy Tenney many yeah. years ago. Yeah. Oh, man, I was on fire. <laughs> I, was on I was like, yes. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I read it, I'm like, hmm, this is possible. Yes. So I entered my room, I locked my door. I said, all right, Lord, you will appear. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, now I I talk about it, I shake my head and I'm like, silly, silly boy. No, but But, it wasn't silly, you know. God loved that you did that. I know, he loved it. But the point I'm making, he was happy with my intention. And and passion passion, as well, yeah. My zeal. zeal. Yes. But he did not appear. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. You know, you, you wanted to okay, say so yeah, there's, please there's, say. There's, there's a part in the introduction of that book that gets me that whenever I recall, it gets me every time. And I think that position you took um, kickstarts that. So, yes. um, in the introduction, when um, Tomitini was trying to describe what it feels like to chase after God, he said he gave an example, an illustration of anytime he gets home, his daughter comes and then he's, um, he begins. Like the, 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 yeah, the daughter begins to run after him yes. while he's running. Yeah. And then at a point in time, he just turns back and begins to run after, after the daughter hand. until they now, he now catches her hand. He said that's kind of like what it is with us and God. Mm. Like, you're ch- kind of chasing after God. You're like, I want to see God and everything. And it seems as if God is running away and all that. But at a point, you get to a place where God now, you know, you know turns and on you and then, and then yes. yeah. chases after you and they run. So I think... What happens is that because I read that book too and it was like wow and then I think sh- immediately after I read The Pursuit of God by Ida wow. Mutoza and I'm like <laughs> that's dangerous. <laughs> like, you know, but I think and then but looking back in retrospect now in fact even about 
um, last week or so, I remembered a dream I had in 2020 and I was able to, you know, piece, piece everything together that what God does at that point is that he, he, he sees that, okay, yes, you're ready for me. We are start chasing. Yes. And then he kickstarts you on a journey. Yeah. But you're still going to go through that process. Yes. You're still going to go, but the journey has started because of the position of your heart and yes. your desire and your zeal. Yes. I think, um, you know, when... Um, Richman was talking, that was one of the things that was, you know, resonating in my heart about the position of our heart is so important, yes. you know, not um, boxing God into anything and then, you know, that position of heart where you're ready to like, God, any which way that you, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be malleable in your hands, I'm going to be open to yes. whichever way you want to um, use me or talk to me or, you know, show me things, I'm going to... That position of our heart is so important because that's what makes God now chase, chase. after yes, us. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much for that because you painted that picture very well. Is the position of our heart because really the way we see and hear is through our hearts, right? Mm. You understand? Mm. Our heart, he's, and that's why I started with First Corinthians two. You know, I has not seen, yeah, has not heard what God has, nor has it entered into, into the, the hearts. hearts. Amen. Mm. You understand? Is as I didn't fully grasp it. But under the spirit, we begin to see, like you said, love journey. Like you said, the ability to send that. There's something that the Lord is building. He's putting together. Listen, I want to build something in this, in this new dispensation, in the last days. And you need to be keyed in, right? I need you to be able to watch. You know, it's interesting that Jesus said, Garden of Gethsemane, watch with me, you know? And immediately we kind of look at it, okay, prayer, prayer, you're supposed to pray, pray. There's a side to that. But that prayer is active listening. I'm active looking. And I'll tell you why, because Jesus proves it. He says, can't you watch me for a while? Guess what happened? He began to sweat blood. He wanted them to see that. Do you understand? He, he was not praying to perform for mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. But if they had watched with him, mm -hmm. if they had actively listened and actively looked, they would have seen the angels that also came to encourage him. They would have seen a dimension in what he was saying, that he was revealing about this cup I'm about to, do you understand? Mm. There was some, we see now in Revelation, you know, of course later they got it. Yeah. My question is, since they were sleeping, who, who told them of the, I mean, it's just a trivia question, now. who told mm. them of the experience they slept now? Mm. You know? Who told them of the experience? God must have revealed it to someone, or Jesus either the Lord, Jesus either the Lord must have spoken yeah. to someone. Yeah. Yeah. Do you understand? But my point is, when he was telling them to watch, and sometimes, you know, that word watch is mistaken, oh, you need to watch in prayer. You're right, but it's actively listening and looking before you now speak or perform an action. Because what was happening in the garden was the first signs of his blood beginning to leave his body. He had not been whipped, you know, of course we know that when he was whipped, the lashes prophesied by Isaiah, but there was a process that the Lord wanted them to partake of in the garden. Hmm. We're not ready for it. They're not mature. You know, enough. Daniel, recently, a few days ago, when mm. I woke up, God is just amazing. You go to bed at night and then I woke you know how you wake up on your bed, you've not stood up. Yes. Everywhere is still dark. But your eyes just flick open. Yes. And then I hear clearly, we are in a season of possibilities. Mm. I hear it clearly in my spirit. Mm. And just that night before I went to bed, I was like, I just wonder how it's going to be. To, to go to heaven mm. or to have a, an angelic encounter. Mm. Or oh, I wonder how Elisha, all these thoughts are coming in, one million thoughts in a second. How Elisha saw Elijah and 
got that mantle from him. So mm. I was thinking of God wanting, and I, I was th- I've always been talking to God. And some things I even think I don't mention to him. Those are the answers. That thing he said, he was talking to me. He said, you are in a season of possibilities. As far as you are, as, as far as you dwell in intimacy with me, going to, having, a, having an angelic experience is nothing. I want you to experience that. As far as you are dwelling in intimacy with you, with yes. me, visiting heaven is nothing. I actually want you to visit heaven. Mm. As far as you I just, from, from that statement, possibilities. He said all things are possible if you believe. Mm. If you believe, if you want to, if you, if you, if you, even, if, even though you're wanting to, him to come into the, into the room. Yeah. But you see, like he said, it's a process. But the Lord is saying, we will get there. Mm. I just felt encouraged that I was going to heaven. Mm. I mean, I, I just, I've always wanted to have this heaven, heavenly encounter. Yes. It may not happen today. It may not happen next week. It may not even happen this year. Yes. But God told me clearly. It's just like, relax. It's just like if a, a child who sees the father's sport car yes. at maybe 14 and wants to drive it. Yes. And the father said, says to him, you'll drive it. Wait. You will get not just the sport car. You'll get the house. You'll have your own house. You will have enough money to build an estate. You will have it. These are the possibilities of you being my child. Mm-hmm. But you stay with me. I don't know whether you're getting my point. It got, I heard it clearly in my spirit, Daniel. I, I, I just heard, there, it, it, you are in a season of possibilities. Like almost ask me anything. Those things you're doubting about, they can happen. Yes. Those things you think happened happened in the Old Testament, I can I can repeat it in this New Testament. Yes. You just stay with me, walk with me, intoxicate me, Holy Spirit, intoxicate me. You know, I just I just remembered some some of those things, and and I was like, cool. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you very much for sharing that, Chalia. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we still have, we're going to go through some questions. Okay. We have some questions we're going to go through. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, I want to go through, I just want to share some scriptures so that, you know, for people who want to read some more, some of the stuff we've spoken about. Um, so the first one, obviously, is First Corinthians 2, 9 to 13. And the second scripture is Genesis 18, 1 to 19. Um, Isaiah 11, verses 1 to 3. Um, we also have Mark chapter 4, verses 10 to 13. We also mentioned Proverbs 25, 2. We also spoke about 2 Peter 3, 15 to 16, you know, and some of the other scriptures we had. So I just wanted to list that out so that for those who want to engage in those scriptures in your group or later on for your own personal study, please feel free um, to do that. And so now um, we're going to go into the section of the questions. The, um, we have eight questions here. And um, I would like us to look at them. So the first question is this, and I hope this all makes sense. I'm trying to, this, the questions have been positioned in a way to tell a story. So first one is this. This is a scenario of someone and the thoughts going through their head. So that's the way this question has been phrased. I don't think the Lord will want to speak to me. I don't even want to speak to me, <laughs> to myself. What do I do? That's, question, that's the first question. So what do you guys think? I'll start, I'll, let me open up the floor while everyone is processing it. Um, that sounds like suicide. <laughs> yeah, so obviously we can tell that, I mean, just from this question, tells the person's frame of mind. Yeah, depressed. How they see themselves, a lack of identity, mm. right? And, and I'm saying this just because, you know, these are real life practical questions that people are experiencing that we can see people in the church smiling, laughing, praying, singing, but you understand that 
they don't know why the Lord wants to speak to them because even they themselves can't they can't stand themselves, mm. you know. So before whilst you're talking about oh praying in the spirit, you know, like yes, you know, but this is a real life issue, uh, you know, people are dealing with. You know, in my in my own opinion, I think one of the first things here is to try to address their identity, right? This is weird because I, I didn't know this before, but last week, one of my friends in England called me up, you know, he's a part of fellowship I was in, and he's having some challenges with his daughter in school, you know, she's having some major challenges, and whenever I speak to her, I'm her godfather, whenever I speak to her, he's like, oh, you know, she seems okay to me, and we talk and we laugh, you know, but he's like, oh, she's struggling with this, anxiety, you know, about herself, her self-image, you know. And this question actually kind of reminds me of that. Mm. And, um, you know, and I was, I got the chance to speak to her recently and we we're just talking, but I didn't want to say anything, I didn't want to ask, I didn't want to say anything in particular because I wanted things to flow. So and suddenly some of that flowed out and I was like, why do you, see? I don't understand. When you talk to me, you seem okay. She's like, yeah, when I talk to you, I'm fine. Like, if I talk to you, I'm Confident and I'm like, okay, mm. it's about once I'm done talking to you on my own, you know, I was like, okay. So we had to talk about the root cause of it and also talking about how she saw herself. So, you know, if someone has this question where before you even, they don't think God wants to speak to them, mm. it's safe to say, okay, yes, you want to use scripture, but how do we use scripture to address this particular matter? It's not just a case of telling them, confess the scripture to believe it because they already don't believe the Lord wants to speak to them. In my opinion, what I think is, to use scripture to actually show them who they are, mm. first of mm. all, as opposed to even trying to address them, God speaking to them mm. or them hearing what God is saying, yeah. is start from the perspective of Christ died for who you yes, are. Who yes, who you are, you know, yes. as a guy, who are you? Young man, who are you? As an adult, you know, because depending, people can have this question, they could be young, they could be middle-aged, or they could be old. Mm. You know, I've had some elderly people talked to some in you know in recent times where you know they just didn't believe that the Lord wanted to speak to them. They felt God loved them, they felt that God spoke, but that God would want to speak to them was, you know, it was it just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So in one in one in one instance they believed in God. They believed God loved them. They believed God wanted spoke to them. But when they were on their own just individually God would speak to me specifically. It was hard to process. Mm -hmm. You know and over time, one of the things I did with them was, you know, kind of begin to show them who they are in the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Show who they are, that their walk with the Lord, this is what it really meant. And it was, it was scary for me to see that they've been going to church for 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. And something as fundamental as understanding who they were. Not just, oh, I'm a believer. Not just, oh, I'm a Christian. Not just, oh, I'm a child of God. But what that meant. Mm -hmm to them as an individual, as an adult, as someone in their 60s. Mm. Do you understand what that really meant to them? They went to church, they served in church, they did all these things, but, you know. So, I believe using the scripture to help them see their true identity, that their progressive identity, that when they give their life, this is what Paul says in Ephesians 1, in Colossians, you know, in Romans, you know, from 1 to 8, you know, letting them understand that, that you've done this thing is such an important thing, you know, and this is what it means. You're a son, you understand? You're going on this journey, you know? So, yeah, so that's my answer to that question. I don't like it. I don't know if anyone would like to add to that. I would just, I would just like to add, um, like you said, their identity, you know, um, letting, using the scriptures to let them see 
who they are yes. and how God sees them. them. You know, yes. making them to see themselves through God's eyes. Correct. Like this is the way. If when you can make the person see. In fact, one of the prayers I used to say um, when I said asking God for the um, grace to love people was like, help me to see people the way you see them. them. Because the moment you're able to see how um, God see people, how God sees them, you can forgive anything. You be you you give excuses. Yes. That's what it means when it says love covers a multitude of sin. Because you'll be able to forgive, like because you're seeing the way God. So when you're able to let that person see themselves through the way God sees them, you know they can forgive themselves for maybe some wrongs. Yes. Which links me to the other thing I wanted to also mention as you talked. I think sometimes too is also um, erroneous spiritual teaching. So I remember that, you know, when we were in secondary school, we used to go to these um, Fellowship of Christian Students, and you know, most of the time they're just like um, young, um, zealous students like us that are leading and everything, and sometimes your, your spiritual, yes, FCS, your spiritual, their spiritual, um, uh, what would I call it, knowledge is limited and all that. And I remember then, there were these two, three scriptures they used to hamper on, you know, and when we want to pray, they will say we should pray. Okay, thank God. You start with thank God. Then I say, okay, let's pray for forgiveness of sins. And there was this scripture they saw power. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. <laughs> and then um, is God's ear and too short, or is 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 he deaf that he cannot hear? Is your sin that has so you know those things use um to you know and if that's the loudest and voice you're hearing and that's the most frequent thing that's what is going to be paramount so many times if you feel even for someone who has been hearing god and who knows that god speaks to them at a point if you if you sleep and maybe sin or make a mistake you just suddenly feel that ah this is the point where it ends yes god is going to cut the circuit of communication has been broken yes no the pipe have burst <laughs> there is no more leeway god yes. Communication must are falling. <laughs> Cannot hear again. Oh so, you know, okay, but, so. because those are the things that we, we, we amper on and all yes. that. But, you know, growing up, when you begin to study God's words more and begin to read things within context, I remember there was a message where I think it was um, Daniel too that was talking about, you know, when you're studying the scripture, you ask when, how, you know, reading within context. Those things begin to um, make you understand more about God as a love person. Yes. And so I think sometimes those things affect people's ability to understand that God is interested in you and wants to speak to you. Erroneous, you know, Christian um, um, teaching. Thank you very, thank you very much um, yeah. for that. Um, okay, so, um, you know, I actually wrote a doctrinal challenge here, actually, but she has, you know, rightfully addressed that. You know, there was this interview I saw on YouTube um, by... I can't remember the person's name, but it was referring to F.D. Mayer. That's the person who trained um, Austin T. Spark. Mm -hmm. And Austin T. Spark is like a, one of the mentors of Watchmani. So um, Austin T. Spark said the first time he came to F.D. Mayer's house, he saw um, there's this placard that says, look down. And he felt, no, it should be look up, why down? So when F.D. Mayer came into the house, saw him, you know, um, taking a gaze at the placard. And then he said, I, I see you're looking that. said, yes, say, uh, and I believe you have questions. Say yes, uh, because he was actually thinking it should be look up, yes. not down. He said, well, if you know you're seated with Christ, mm. up, you should be looking <laughs> down. down. Yeah. 
not looking up. <laughs> Unless if you feel you're not seated up, then you should be down and looking up. So doctrinal, you know, challenges, you know, this, the, the, I was speaking to someone one time and then she was telling me that, that lady, you can't preach the gospel. I said, ah, what do you mean by you can't preach the gospel? Are you not a minister? I said, no, mine is to sing song. I'm like, oh, wow. So I actually got to her home and I engaged her brother. The brother is very vast in the word of God. and But because it was late that day, I couldn't really yes. do business with him. But I just noticed that they had this, it's like indoctrinating people. They've indoctrinated them in such a way that the lady doesn't feel like she should preach the gospel. So for such person now, she also might not feel like, although I'm not certain, but she might not feel like she should be hearing from God. Because like, what what business do I have with the Lord? And then cultural differences. You know, some cultures where they've made you know, women feel like they should be you know, subjective in all. So hearing God, you know, makes it the culture just makes it look like it's a masculine thing. It's meant for the pastors, you know, head of authority and all. I mean, I'm so happy you said that. Um, just to quickly add something, and I know we have more questions to address. As we're talking about the women thing, and I think it's so important because, you know, and I can't go into all of it because the topic's so vast about Jacob and his mother, Rebecca. Mm. A lot of people talk about Jacob was a cheater. You know, I, I tell people, I'm like, you don't understand scripture. You, understand. you know, let's not, let's not just go there. It's not, you we don't move. understand what because, but we move. <laughs> we advance. DRCBW, that's for you. We advance. <laughs> but um, um, what I wanted to say was, when you go, based on what you said, you know, when you go to the story of Rebecca, you know, she knew. She knew. You know, God spoke to Rebecca. Even Isaac didn't know. Isaac was not told. And that's very important. And this is what we're talking about, this intimacy, like why we have to hear. You know, she asked a lot of questions. I mean, Rebecca's story and, and Esau and Jacob, we're not going to go into it, but it's amazing. My question is, she's a barren woman. What does she know about a pregnancy that's not okay? Mm. She has never had a child before. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have the experience to know when a child, pregnancy is good or is bad. She said, oh, there's something wrong. How do you know something is wrong? Mm. You have never had a child before. Mm. Your friends, you have seen your friends have children, but you have not had a child. So you don't know when something is bad or good, right? That's number one. Number two, she had the relationship to be able to ask the Lord. Mm. What is going on? Why do I feel weird? And immediately, the Lord gives understanding. Mm. That this is not about you. This is about the Finish. destiny of the future around these people. It's about peoples, not one person. You know, and that mindset is different. When, if you look at Jacob as about Jacob, but if you look at this as about peoples, do you understand? It's extremely important that we see that. So just saying that, you know, that at the time came, I remember I came across a book and I was talking about Rebecca and her life and commentaries on the Jewish commentaries of what they understood, what she did, is she had an understanding. She waited 40 years for what God told her. The moment she saw something contradicting it, she moved into action. Now, we're not going to go into that story because we're like, oh, da, da, da. there are also schools of thought. But the reason why I brought that up is based on what you said, indoctrination. Mm. In that time, like you said, there was a defaulting to the men and there was a cultural protocol mm. 
of the firstborn. Mm. But she was ready to defy all of it mm. because of what she had heard. Mm. You know? So I just thought it's just important based on what you're saying that when we're talking about what do I do, you know, I think the advice to people like that or people who are struggling with that, whether it's something they've shared with people or they haven't, because most times people don't share this, you know, they mask it with different things. Mm-hmm. Is advice is go into the scripture, see what the scripture says to you about your true identity, yeah. right? As a son, it's not gen- there's no gender bias. When you're a son of God, it's about maturity and the identity of Christ, you know? So, um, yes, please. Pastor Carlton, during that um, 21 days prayer, yes. was the day he was teaching practically like, okay, this is what to do now. Imagine where you are. Yes. So I also feel like um, sometimes we need, you know, mentors. We need to submit Correct. ourselves to spiritual um, mentors. You know, somebody you feel, not just you feel anyway, yes. but yes. at least just begin from somewhere. Maybe yes. your pastor, just submit yourself to learn more. Yes. Because some of these, some of the experiences, um, Okay, some of the experiences I had yes. earlier on growing up in my home, I didn't see anybody who was who I could share those things with to yes. disciple me. Yes. I was afraid. Yes. Like I saw, I saw even up to visions of people dying, and I couldn't speak, and it was happening. Yes. But yes. because who will I share to? Yes. Who would understand and discern and explain? Yes. So sometimes we, we just need to have the confidence to trust maybe the person where under like you know I, i'm just trying Who to bring submit. the case so yes. so you you bring up another question which was not here but i think is worth discussing is if we get to the point where we are to submit to people mm-hmm. right yeah. the practical question because this is all about the whole point of listening and hearing the challenge we're talking about is all geared towards intimacy correct now how do we pick the right person to submit to? Because that's an important question yeah. because, because of wrong doctrine, erroneous teaching, yes. we've seen many people who were willing to follow the Lord deeply yeah. but yes. submitted to something that looked like the real thing and they've been spiritually abused, emotionally abused, mm-hmm. and in some cases, physically abused, yeah. right, mm-hmm. and manipulated. So <laughs> thoughts on what you would... Okay. You know, this thing he mentioned, you know, just came, just before he mentioned it, and now that you're seeing it, I remember there was this story of um, Ben Sinidausa. Yes. And I, you know, when he first gave his life to, when he first gave his life to Christ and all that, and he was studying the scriptures and said, ah, that he, he came across, I think, Mark 16, 23, and said, ah, if you have faith, uh, you speak to this mountain and, and that it should be moved and it should be moved. And I was like, oh. So he went to meet his pastor. He said, is it true? This thing that he said. And pastor, now, you see, that thing was the turning point of his ministry. Mm. If he had gone to that pastor and that pastor had said, eh, you know, he's a, he's a, he's metaphorical. He's not metaphorical. He's not real mountain. Like, mm. it's just that he was just trying to explain something. Or like, it was in those days. doesn't really happen again. That would have been, but the guy told him that, yes. Even though the pastor himself had never experienced that kind of thing. He had never, but he told him that if you believe it, it will happen. <laughs> that was the trigger. So, the just got on his bicycle. <laughs> Went to you people have any dead person here? Bring him. And that, that was how he started healing people. And because of that right mentoring. You know, as you were speaking, I also remember this scripture about, you know, it sets the solitary in families. And it's so important that... He set the what? 
the solitary in okay. families. Okay. A scripture that um, always like resonates within me since last year when I came across that I set the solitary in families. Mm. So it's very important that you know we are talking about the position of the heart too. You know that you have the heart of wanting to be in the right tribe, mm. under the right tutelage, under the right. Um, under the right um, mentoring and yes. teaching so that you can attract the right family yes. to um, to groom you or to yeah. teach you through teach you. what is because sometimes it's also about us but like yes. we're not ready to Get submit or yeah. you know to 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 because um, like you said a lot of people have been abused and sometimes we see those examples around so we're just like no, really, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. everybody can hear from God. Me, I can hear, you can yes, hear, everybody, yes, you know, yes. and we have a lot of that these days, you know, Correct. people not mm. wanting to submit to spiritual leadership and all that. So the position of our hearts and yearning of our hearts will be answered by God yes. by directing us to our, to the right tribe right. that we need part time. I've, I've had, um, you know, over the last um, like four or five years, no, more than maybe like let me say seven years, I've had you know different stages in my spiritual growth journey. That looking back, there are some people that I'm not really that close to. I, but there was a time when you know almost every day I'll call them. What do you think about this scripture? At that time, they were the necessary. ones that were necessary for that Good. place I was at that time. Correct. And then after some time. I moved on to and somehow God just orchestrates someone else yes. in my life and I just know that this is where I'm meant to so, be. So, so sorry okay. to interrupt okay. you, I'm coming to so what, based on what you've just okay. said now, in selecting a community or a family or a tribe okay. or, or a church, yeah. by the real definition of church, yeah, right? Based on what you said, you're saying that you, you realized, did you intentionally know when a season was over to switch to somebody else or, or as the journey was going on? What would you say is the singular thing for me, now? For me, I think, like I said earlier, I think it was the cry of my heart that yeah. brought people. Because Correct. I remember, okay, there was a time I was dealing very strongly with um, um, some emotional affairs, you know, um, connections with people, and I was always struggling with it. And there was a day I was with my friend. In fact, the way she came into my life too, we were best friends in university, and then we separated kind of and then we met again and we became very close and I started seeing a kind of life that man she was so on fire for God and all that and that's like attracting me back so I remember there was a day we were just reading and I just told her that I have this struggle like and she said ah, there's this person that is a pastor that she feels like she should talk to you and she just called him on the spot and we started talking for like two hours said, and that was how a, a, a kind of mentoring journey of about two years started with him. And then along the way, I started getting deeper into Christ and all that. I came across um, someone else that I call my Christian transformation coach. And then that journey to started. Coach Hashtag Coach <laughs> And then that journey to started. You know, and I'd known her before then, actually. We actually have a personal relationship, but I'd known her before then, but not in that life. And then that journey to started. And then from there, you know, just at the, and then, for example, even the way I find myself in high life now, I tell people that I know that I know that I know that I am in the epicenter <laughs> of where I'm meant to be in this season of my journey. And, mm. I, you know, sometimes it looks as if you stumble into it, but it is the cry of your heart. So, so, so sorry, Kami, so I, I don't want to interrupt. I'm sorry that I have to interrupt you all because I wanted to highlight that and emphasize that. Because what you have said is so important. Because mm. many times people don't factor that into the choice of the tribes they find themselves in and the communities they find themselves in and the church they find. Mm. The cry of your heart is very important. And it's not your, the cry of your heart to a person. Mm. 
Mm. It's the cry of your heart to the Lord mm. that you believe and know based on the cry of your heart, the Lord will direct you. It might be a church. I, I, I think I want, to, I want to add to that and put a close that it's not necessary that the cry of your heart will lead you to a church. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It might yeah. lead you to an individual. Yeah. It might lead you to a ministry, yeah. you know. Andrew Warmack or any of these people, mm -hmm. Watchmen Need, the books of Watchmen, you know, is to be flexible enough to know that if to, the cry of your heart to the Lord is as sincere, he will always guide you. If I can you. jump into what Please. you said. There was okay. a time in my life I was suicidal, totally, totally depressed. Then I was in Abuja. I almost even committed suicide. God just helped me. And at that time, I didn't know who to turn to. And then... You know, I'm talking about how God can lead you to yes. a message. I don't think I'd ever heard of T.D. Jakes. Mm. But at that time, God sent a guy to sit. My shop was in Ademola Adetokumbo in Abuja then. I was, I was having a shop at one of the most expensive um, um, ro ro roads in Abuja, and yet I was going through mm. terrible things. And that guy just from nowhere, these people that sell tapes, mm. and then they're moving around. Mm. He just came and placed it by the container of my shop. And then I started hearing, nothing just happens. Has somebody walked away from your life? Let him walk. You know, T.D. Jakes, <laughs> yeah. firebrand. Has, 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 has um, your, your finances dropped? Let it go. Nothing in your life just happens. You were created for this. You were made to be this. And I just walked like a magnetic pool. I can never forget that day. I just walked up to the guy and I said, how much is that tape? I was so afraid that the tape had finished. I, it, it was like they were interspersing my name in every word, you know. I grabbed onto that page, that tape. I listened to it, and it revived me. Mm. I never knew that God loved me. Mm. I never knew that, um, what's this verse? Jeremiah 29, um, yes. 11, that says, yes. T.D. Jake said, God cannot create a failure. You, are, you were created in the image of God. So if you, is, is God not successful? He cre Look at the wonderful things that, he, he painted it out. He, he let the word leap out. And so that point I was trying to say is God can lead you. You, to. you see, we cannot really put God in the box. Yes. Because you see, that state of your heart, I was at that, my heart was at a point where, help me. Mm. That was, uh, help me, help me, help me. And that tape helped me because it gave me a new version. Thank you very much. Last one, so we can yeah, move to yeah. the other question. You do you want to add something to it? Okay, that's why. You know, while God is leading us to that place um, and you know directing us to people, the, the state of our um, our hearts, like being humble and subjecting ourselves, is also very important. And you know, there have been times when I've been under um, maybe this other these seasons that I've mentioned, other different yes. people, and some things will happen that we want to cause offense. Like, you know, like some of the, they are not perfect. Yes. The church is not perfect. That person yes. that you are, you know, um, that is mentoring is not perfect, but God has led you there for yes. the purpose. Yes. So sometimes you have to be very careful because the devil wants to trigger something to cause offense, to lead you away from that place. Many times, in fact, in recent times, sometimes some things will trigger me and I'll be like, mm, I'll start praying against offense. I'll be like, no, I'm not going to be offended because I know that this place that I am this is, where I'm meant this to is be. my family. So yeah. this is where I'm going to stay. So we, we also have to be, you know, very careful okay. so that um, uh, that place that God has led us to, we don't lose the... the what we're meant to get from there, yes, 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 for that point. Which yes. one, yes, so, you have um, to... The scripture, 2 Timothy 4, 
3 and 4, it says, for the time will come when people will not tolerate sound doctrine and accurate instruction. Mm. I'm reading from Amplified, by the way. Yes. Um, that challenges them with God's truth. But wanting to have their ears tickled with some pleasing, okay, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to satisfy their own desires, to support the errors they hold. Yes. So um, sometimes, it, it, you know, when we are in search of... the you have an idea of what you want. Yes. So some persons just look at if it's a ministry, it's just the arrangement for me. Yes. It's the organizational yes. style, you know. <laughs> it's it's just fits my person. The ambience fits my person. Yeah. So they just choose it. It's mm. their own lust mm. that they are going after. Mm. So a, a young lady. So, 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 sorry, man. I just want to clarify that point so that everyone understands and the groups understand is. In following the cry of your heart, you must be able to distinguish the lust yes. of your heart. Yes, mm. yes, mm. yes. Mm. yes. That's Please the balance. Continue. That's the yeah. balance. Yes. Because it's not like the ambience is bad actually. Yes. Because yes. it's actually yes. good. So <laughs> we, all, we also love it, you know. Yes. But you just be able to distinguish. Yes. So there's a young lady one time. I, I was more like. You know, somebody who was, I was, should I say, mentoring at the time. And um, I went to see her. She wasn't very serious. So I wanted to just let go of her because I felt like God was holding me. Mm -hmm. God, whatever she does, it will also count on me because mm -hmm. if she's not serious, I, I just feel like, come on, you should be growing. If you don't want to grow, then let's just be friends. Mm -hmm. Let's know we are just friends. Mm -hmm. Don't make it look like I'm mentoring you and you are not serious about mm -hmm. this stuff. So I went to a house that I didn't know the Lord was trying to answer some other person's prayer. So there's a young lady there in that house. It's because she mentioned that um, she used to be suicidal and somebody brought a salmon um, to the Jakes and that salmon really affected her because, you know, you know, he said the word we speak, they are yes. spirit and, and they are life. So most times when you go to even speaking on some platforms and God is not in support of it, you know, it's like breathing life to the thing that God wants to kill. kill. Yeah. And then sometimes when you speak in some other platform that seemingly look like they are dying, you're actually breathing life to what God wants to bring alive. Right. And yeah. therefore, those platforms, you know, they come up. So I went there to actually tell this young lady that I, I wanted us to just keep it as friends. And I went there, I saw some other person, I was joking with her, hey, hey, Debbie, Debbie. And the person wasn't responding, so I just knew I'd goofed. This is not the person I was supposed to talk to. So I said, I'm sorry. And I realized it was a different person. But on getting there, I just felt my spirit was pulled back to that same lady. And I told the lady I was talking to that, can we pray? I said, your, by the way, your lawyer seems, she's a university student, so I said, by the way, your lawyer seems so dry. Like, I can perceive the atmosphere is so dry. It's stuck dry. And I was just hitting at his stack dry, stack dry. Then I said, can we pray? She said, um, let me come to you. I said, no. So you can't even pray in your place. That means you're not even, you're not going with the emblem of, or the flag of, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. Yeah. So I said, okay, can you call that young lady that used her phone to call me? Because she actually used the person's phone to call me. I said, I don't communicate to them. I don't want to. I said, please. He said, go do you want to tell her? So just tell me, I'll tell her. I said, okay, I want to tell her to be prayerful. Because really, I did not know that's how it works with me. 
I will just know that the Lord wants me to speak to this person, yes. but I don't know anything he wants to tell me. So the moment I begin to talk, he begins to reveal. Yeah. And sometimes when those days I used to, I would want to wait for you to confirm. And if the person say, no, nothing like that, I will keep quiet. Mm -hmm. But I've grown to understand that sometimes people tend to want to cover up things, yes. and I don't mind. I'll just keep saying it. And when so I'm what done, happened with that lady? So what happened was, when she came out and I began speak, uh, talking to her, I told her about sensing depression, and I was actually seeing suicide. It was a vision I saw. So I was, I just told her I have two visions, and I will start with this, and I. Will, so by the time I got to the power, I said, and I see you going suicidal, she just said, yes, I attempted one yesterday. I tried another this morning, but my roommate took the knife and he did. I don't even know where she kept the knife. That when you saw me outside, I was thinking of where to run to, that nobody would find me. By the grace of God, we were able to pray and she got delivered. But afterwards, I found out that she said, I didn't know God can speak to someone. Like, I prayed to God today and I told him, if he really exists, mm. I want to hear from him. Mm. That was on the day you came. That was on the day I Fantastic. came. Fantastic. I thought I was going for something else. Yes. I didn't know. It was because she was genuine yeah. with God. Yeah. So just interesting you should bring that up because that kind of answers part of what we have for the second question. Mm. So I'll say the second question I'll bring. It says, what is the objective of hearing and seeing what the Holy Spirit is revealing? Mm. And the objective is to execute God's plan. Yes. Mm. Beautiful. And That's it. I, can I? Please, please, please. A friend came, a friend I've not seen in a long while. I think I even shared it with you. She just burst into my scene. I've not seen her almost in over 10 years. And I know she had been trying to talk to me, you know, but I wasn't ready. I was afraid of what she, she was going to ask me for. I didn't know whether I was willing to get into a, a closeness with this friend. So I stayed away from him, from her. And then I, I, she tried to call, but I tried to stay away. And then one night, I was exhausted, and I was about to go to bed. And then she now chats me up, like, hi, are you, are you still awake? Everything in me said, no. I, I told her I want to go to bed. But I heard the Holy Spirit say, chat out. Oh, I said, not now. But I knew I would look on care. And I said, you want to talk? I was wishing she would say, don't worry, just go to bed. I'll talk tomorrow. She said, yes. <laughs> oh, I said, Lord, OK. But you see, I was tired. But immediately, I obeyed the tiredness. Left off. But the first thing, when she started talking, woes and woes and woes. This is someone that is my mate and woes and woes. The first thing the Holy Spirit was, the Holy Spirit said was, ask her for her account number. I said, oh God, what? Not now, now. You know I need this money for something. He said, ask her. That's the hearing from God part. That part too yes. that you said, what is the objective of hearing yeah, and seeing what the Holy Spirit is revealing? The Holy Spirit just said, ask her for her account number. I just said, you know what? Let me have your account number. That's a depressed person. She didn't open her mouth to ask me. She was just, because she had some pride as well. Mm. Uh, but I knew she had a child. I just said, give me your account number. Immediately I asked her for her account number. She opened up. That in fact, I don't even know how my daughter is going to go to school tomorrow. Ah! I felt, I said, thank you. I was, have you ever felt happy that you listened? Mm. I was happy that she, I, she needed the money more than I. She needed, they, they couldn't eat. That money, I, I, I was ready to close my account and say, take it. You know, and, and then I now said, I will send you this money today. Just get it out of here. Your daughter is going to go to school. You're going to take her out for, to a fast food joint so that you can stop crying. She was planning to cry till 3 a.m. That's how she, has, she does every day. There were too many things wrong with her. And the Lord, when I did that, and then I now started. Now, now that she knows I was going to give her something, 
she was ready to listen to me. Because the Holy Spirit knew that if I stayed being preachy, it wouldn't have sunk in. So he told me what to do first, and I did it, and then the rest, I, you know, I gave her the word, and the scriptures came alive in her life. Mm. Yeah. Thank you very much, Shelley. That's a fantastic example to show practically how what the objective of, is to execute God's plan. So she probably had been crying, might have been praying from her heart, and suddenly... You know, and, and don't forget, it was around 11 p.m. She said she didn't believe that God could give her the answer because I transferred that money. Nobody was ever going to talk to her. Her daughter was she had already planned, stay, stay home. And see how God made me to, to my phone... To respond, that's the word. Yes. God made me to respond, or oh, I wouldn't. Then from what you said earlier, you know, some, something you had also said earlier, I think also, you know, like you said, to execute judgment of God, and I also say, say maybe, yes. I don't know what you think, like, yes. I think it also is to bring us to a place of deeper intimacy with him. Correct. I remember this scripture that says that, you know, when Jesus was um, addressing the Pharisees and Sadducees, you search the scriptures and um, and in, in them you think you have eternal life, but you don't know that it's pointing to me. Because yeah. there's a tendency to be so enamored with, God, show me. God, I want to see. Correct. God, I want to, I want to, you know, we are even in a generation that is obsessed with doing. Doing. We want to always be doing. We want to be holding conference. We want to be holding, laying hands, activity. Instead of being, just be. Yeah. I, you know, um, at a point, after um, 21 days prayer and fast, you know, the constant meditating, I wanted to say, and I was like, hey, I've not even seen anything. I was like, I'm going to see. <laughs> I, I found out that I got to a point where one day, I just felt the Holy Spirit telling me that, calm down. <laughs> like you have, you are pursuing to see, but you have drawn far from me mm. as a person. Repeat that again, please. You are pursuing to see, but you have drawn far away from me as a person. And for two days, I had to just be meditating on God. I just want to be in your presence. I want to be your friend. I want because sometimes you can be pursuing the activity, you can be doing the service. Yes. But you are out of alignment with your relationship <laughs> with God. So I think. God, um, um, the hearing and seeing is also to make, we should not forget that ultimately our union yes. with Christ is so, so important. And God wants us to always remain in that union with yeah. him. So, so fantastic. I'm happy, Clinton, I mentioned that because you answered question number three. Uh, <laughs> question number three was, how do I steal the many thoughts in my head? And one of those things is to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Mm. That's the mm. strategy. It's not, you're not, we're not trying to see because oh, we just want to see in the spirit. Oh, ah, let's see what's going on. Yeah. It's not a TV station. <laughs> There's spiritual TV, SPTV. Oh, yeah. Tch, ah, no. It's not because you just feel like Sometimes hearing your radio for channel. Bragging points. For bragging points. It's not for bragging points. Oh, me, I see. Me, I hear. No. That's not the objective. The objective is because it leads to intimacy. Mm. And we said this earlier on. And I think that is one of the things you can use to address many thoughts going through your head. Obviously, speaking in tongues helps. Obviously, sometimes singing a song that comes to your heart helps. Mm -hmm. Reading the word helps. Reciting scripture helps. But I just thought it was interesting to highlight such a different way of, you know, when you understand why am I doing this wow. thing? Mm -hmm. why, why am I trying to listen? Why am I trying to hear? Why am I trying to see? You know, and when we can tie it to the real purpose of because I'm trying to draw closer to the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's not because I want to do. It's because I want to be. You know, and the Lord will grant you more than you can 